Coming up tonight, we're packing our bags, lacing up our boots, grabbing the fishing poles, and hitting the trails for a celebration of all things fun about being in nature. Up for debate tonight, the great outdoors. This is Up for Debate, episode number 117, recorded June 21st, 2018, The Great Outdoors. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two hosts agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined as always by our own grizzly man, Mr. Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hey there, Sean. I purposely didn't shave for this episode because I knew that you were going to make that pun. I did. I'm so smooth. Yeah. No, I'm... Definitely looks like I've been sleeping outside for the past three days. Well, you so. were outside all day today, which is exciting. Oh, yeah. I was having fun in the sun, doing some work for the uh, work for the site, work for the podcast. Doing some research? Experiencing, experiencing what the great outdoors are like. And uh, the results may surprise you. Um, and they are? They are coming up on this show. Oh, I didn't know if you were. Uh... I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to give away. Yeah, I can't give it away yet. We gotta get into the discussion. I'll deliver the verdict at the end oh. of. Uh, of the, you know, it's it's to keep the suspense. You know, you got to keep the keep the listeners listening on and stuff. And gotcha. Yeah, indeed. Um, but before we begin, Sean, I have a surprise question for you. Oh, that's funny because I have a surprise for you as well. But we'll oh. do yours. We'll do yours first. Okay. Okay. Um. This one's not very exciting. I, I was just thinking of a uh, a uh, question that I had that that I think could be interesting to address on the show. Okay. Um, the question that that I was going to come up with is, um, would you rather? So, would you rather? Okay. Would you okay, rather have all the money in your wallet? turned into gift cards of of a random assortment of places. They're all places that you like, but they're random assortments of places. Okay. Or would you rather have all of your gift cards turned into cash? What? <laughs> Where is this coming from? You got to you got to pick one. I I I think it's I'm so I'm so all right. Which all right, okay, okay, wait, okay. No, I need some print. You got to give me some. I will, card I, I'm going to revise that one. Okay, the first question still stands. All of your money in your wallet, and and I'll even say if you don't have money in your wallet, the equivalent amount of money that you typically keep in your wallet, um, but taken out of your bank account and immediately transformed into gift cards of varying types. The second part, though, the alternative is every stairs that you now that you every hang on every stair staircase that you come across in your daily like do you have stairs at work or I have you, stairs you, here yeah. in my condominium okay perfect those that staircase is now a slide <laughs> <laughs> why are you doing this to me <laughs> what what did i upset you or something and you're punishing me Yes. This is insane. Exactly. Okay, so my so just I, again, I want to be crystal clear, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, this is an either or situation where I have to choose either the yep. cash in my wallet, we'll say a standard amount, is converted once or forever into gift cards. Forever. 
So I can never have cash. I always just carry oh, gift cards. Oh, oh, is that what? No, no, no. I misinterpreted your question. No. Um, the gift cards is, we'll, we'll say for a period of 48 hours. Both of these things last 48 hours. Okay, so I, I... But one of them has to happen. Do I get to choose what gift cards the cash turns into? No, that's the thing. Is it's it's there there are places that you do go that you would go, but you don't get to control the amount or or wh- what the gift cards are. And then my stairs are a slide for forty eight hours as well. No, that's the alternative. Well, no, but that's, which, that's why it's yeah. Is are, are they? Is it permanently a slide or is it just oh, a no, no, slide no, no, for the same hour. forty hours? Okay, it's the same forty eight hour period. Okay, the stairs uh, becomes a slide. This is so goddamn bizarre. Okay, I just I got to get that out there, but um, I will say that I think I, you'd have to go with the gift cards thing because you can just use a goddamn credit card anywhere you want. Who gives a shit if you have cash? I don't even normally carry that much cash. Your credit card also becomes a gift card. Okay, you know what? But it's a Visa gift card. <laughs> what, what, what garbage, man! I think I think your brain got roasted out in the sun today. I think so too. What because is going that wasn't on? even that wasn't even the original question I was going to ask you. I forgot what it was and I had to make that one up on the spot. I I I'm I'm I'm. Utterly, I still want you to answer it though. I'm utterly uh, and my credit so literally so. Could I borrow money from a friend or can I only use gift cards to purchase goods and services over 48 hours? You have to use the gift cards. Nobody will lend you money. And the gift cards, it's a random assortment of gift cards. But because I do have to argue, because you're changing my credit cards into gift cards, then there shouldn't be a limit. It should be as much as my credit limit is theoretically. Like there shouldn't be a limit on how much gift cards I can access. I think that's fair. Um, What was that again? So, so I'm just I'm just making clear that it's not like I get forty dollars in gift cards for two days. It's I get as much money as I would spend normally in forty eight hours. It's just I can only use gift card, oh. random gift cards. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You're 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 like. And this applies drawing from ATM and stuff like that. That doesn't. Th- this I mean, applies to online purchases as well. No, this only applies to. Oh, well, Real then, life purchases. then then yeah, I'll totally do the gift cards thing because I never buy that. And I can go 48 hours without, without buying something in person. That's easy. Do I get to choose the which 48 hours or is it randomly like just the clock starts it's, randomly? It's at the it's when you have no groceries in your in your house. <laughs> Dude, Amazon <laughs> will send you groceries to your house. I'm not worried about it. And, uh, and gift Am- cards have to, some of those will be for restaurants because that's one of the most common gift cards you get. Well, how is Amazon going to deliver anything to your house if your stairs are a slide? Matt, I can't believe we spent the first seven goddamn minutes of our show on the outdoors on this. The great outdoors. The great outdoors. Thank you, Matt, for that. Uh, If you guys have an opinion out there, Matt, let's have them hashtag it. Uh, If you would rather have gift cards instead of cash, use the hashtag um, gift horse in the mouth. And if you would like to have a slide instead of stairs, use the hashtag slip and slide. And vote. And we won't. Yeah, count them. yeah, that'd be great. We could have a nice little poll. Yeah, we could see. Uh, so tweet with those, and then contemplate your life that you a listen to this, and then b took the effort to tweet about it. I'm so sorry. Very good, Matt. Will you keep bringing these to the, bring another one next week? Uh, gosh, maybe maybe by the end of the show, I'll remember the original one that I the original one that I thought of. I thought was actually very good. Okay, well, but we'll jump in if you remember it. Um, but okay. until then, we'll move on to my surprise, which is which is actually related to tonight's topic, the great outdoors. Okay. But I have a world exclusive here, Matt. Are you ready for this? 
I'm ready. I dug into the Jennings family archive, and I actually found footage from 1999 of an wow. eight-year-old Sean gone fishing. Whoa. And so, and so let's, I'll put it up. Sorry, people, you're going to have to do the YouTube version, but they're, they're <laughs> oh, shoot, I hit the, the wrong thing. Hang on. Damn it. You got it. You had it. Oh. Yeah. Let me, let me, there we go. So there oh, I am. Fantastic. There's a little eight-year-old me with a fish on the, on the, wow. look at that. So I recommend everybody. This is, this was in New Hampshire in the summer of 1999. There I am, eight-year-old with a fish. It was a catch and release pond. I, to my knowledge, this is the only time in my life I've ever gone fishing. And there's my, well, my hey, father. Look, you, were, you were successful. You caught the fish. I did. Barely. Not, you know, not many people can say that, I think I was, especially uh, on their first time out. I think I was the only Jennings to catch it. There's my father. He's having a little bit of trouble getting oh, that fish Oh, he's so squeamish about he's, he, he This is why I don't like fishing, because he didn't want to do it. And I, I don't know why <laughs> we were doing it. Um, but anyway, there you go, Matt. Oh, you look, wait, 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 wait bring that back. <laughs> Your face, you look, oh, you looked like very traumatized for a minute. Cause you were looking at the, I you were am looking at the I fish. Traumatized. Like... It was traumatizing. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. A nice treat. That was for wonderful. Everybody. Please go to YouTube and watch the video version. You will not regret it. Um, that but anyway, delightful. I want to thank you for share. sharing that. That was, uh, yep. So there you go. So on the fisherman. So a great way to kick off our show on the outdoors, Matt. This was an idea you, uh, you suggested wow. a while back that we talk about camping and fishing and hiking and all these great sort of outdoor summer activities. Matt, today, June uh, 21st, 2018, the longest day of the year, the, the theoretically the peak of summer right here. Um, so what right. better date than to, uh, to talk about it? That's right. What better day? So where would you like to start on this topic? Um... <sighs> There's many directions we can go. I guess the best way to start uh, would be just to ask you what is, what is your um, what's your favorite outdoor activity? What is my I mean, I don't usually go outdoors, so that's well, a bit of a that's you, you know next ne everyone should come back for next week's episode, the great <laughs> indoors, where we talk about all the great things about being inside. Um, I'll shine a little more on that episode, but on this one. Gosh, Matt, what is my favorite outdoor activity? I like walking. Uh, walking is pretty cool. Like walking. in the woods and stuff. You know, not really hiking. I, I'm not that aggressive about it. But I like going out to like parks, state parks and stuff and, and walking around on the trails. Um, Yeah, like so are you – well – I noticed that you said walking instead of hiking. Yeah, is there correct. A reason for that? Yes, because I don't hike. Hiking is involved. Walking is usually pretty flat. I can wear my Nikes. Um, doesn't doesn't really require a lot of strenuous. Let, let me man, let me let me tell you a very quick story to sure. illustrate my inability to be outside. Two years two year two or three years ago, I went camping. Uh, <laughs> and I was meeting up with a few people. But I had to go set up the night before, and they were going to come the following day. So I was going to be by myself in the woods overnight. It got dark. I heard a... So I had my tent, and there was a small fire going. I heard a crack in the pitch black woods around me. I ran into the car, <laughs> threw on the high beams, and just <laughs> stared, locked the doors, and just stared into the woods where there was nothing. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, Thankfully, a friend ended up coming that evening, so I did not sleep there alone, but I would have slept in the car. 
that is a good indication of my lack of comfortability with with nature. Um. Wow. We need to go camping. Clearly, yes. Clearly, uh, that we we definitely should go camping. I think that would be a lot of fun. Um, I I have to, I have a confession to make. I know that we weren't doing this episode about camping. We're doing it about the great outdoors. But Sean, I've never actually been camping. What do you mean? Well, no. What? What? But what do you? What do you mean? I've literally never been camping before. I know that I might give off the the vibe that I, especially with. This rugged. Well, yeah, everyone knows you as an outdoorsman, of course. Um, I know that is re- my reputation uh, in, in many circles, but I have never been camping before. I, I've been sort of camping. I, I guess to me, I guess I have a very strict definition of camping. Camping has to be in a tent. Yeah. Camping has to be in the middle of nowhere where like nobody can find you. Wrong. And camping has to be um, for basically a long duration of time, and you also can't tell anybody where you are. Am I right about that? Uh, no, Matt. I think that's like uh, I think that's a recipe for disaster. Oh no, that's running away described. from home. Yeah, okay, I was about I to say I, yeah. that's that that's a cry for help. Um, yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I've never been. I, I've I've kind of been camping. But not in the traditional sense. Closest I've came, I've come to camping. I remember in, in Boy Scouts, I I went for the like a day trip, and some people stayed overnight, but I didn't. I was not allowed to. So that was about it. That was about as close as I got to camping in my life. Yeah, so. I mean the video footage you saw there was shot on a camping trip. Uh, I camped as a child up through. For quite a long, no, a, a decade plus throughout my childhood, we started in a tent, eventually worked our way up to a travel trailer with air conditioning and a shower and a refrigerator, um, and the little side slid out. Um, so it, not really camping, uh, maybe not. Some people would disagree, but no, I mean, uh, Matt, uh, I, you know, we got to take you camping. Yes. Do, 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 do you want to go camping? I would, love, I would love. Yes, I do. I want to go camping. You I would love camping, to go camping. But you don't. But you don't want to do the campground camping. Um. No. Not really. I mean, I wouldn't mind it, but I, I would really like the. What if it's a more I'm remote totally campground? Huh? What if it's a more remote campground? Would that Would that satisfy yeah. you? Yeah, I think I think that would be a good way to start it out. I mean, you got to crawl before you can walk. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. Well, that's one of the I interesting. I would totally be cool with that. I think that would be a lot of fun. That's one of the more interesting things is when you do go, because I did some research. I wanted to do this when I was in Texas, and I never got around to it because I'm a wimp. But uh, one of the things that when you take camping to that level that you described, which is the just what's on your back, you walk out to the middle of nowhere, and you just plop there um, with no plan and and nothing. It's literally all you can carry. Uh, There's a lot of work that goes into that and a lot of preparation and a lot of special equipment and it you you just you can't just do that you you have to like actually really think it it sounds spontaneous but there's a lot of work that goes into it well hypothetically Sean what what would happen if somebody just did that oh people do it all the time it's not unusual i mean people but like without any planning at all like if i just wanted to cuz i'd be a good example cuz i have no equipment cuz that's a big mm-hmm. part of it is the equipment i don't know of any park so if i just wanted to do it i'd probably die I don't. I don't think I would make it. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I like. 
I, it just sounds so great. No, if you, if there was some way you could, I guess, do it and and have like somebody watch you, some kind of professional survival survivalist or something. Well, that's a reality show you. you're describing. Uh, actually, that is that's exactly. Um, I, I believe several several reality shows. One of them they even do it naked. So would you ever do that? No. 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 Uh, only for a lot of money. I read the 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 first show that because there are a couple shows that do that now the first show that ever did that they budgeted the plot of the show was they took a bunch of people threw them out in the woods naked to see how long they survive and they budgeted something like three months for each person worth of camera crew and people and they budgeted it and like half the people dropped out in the first day yeah and they had no idea it was going to happen like that um I guess they, yeah, they, they totally overestimated. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I would, I have no desire to do that. Um, would you rather, this is a real one now because okay. we're talking about the outdoors and camping. Would yeah. you rather camp in a traditional woods type setting or would you rather camp in like a, um, like a desert? like a hot desert in like Nevada or Texas or something like that. Well, you know that, you know, it's interesting you bring that up, Matt. Uh, I think our show gets interesting when we bring in different viewpoints. Uh, when I was working for my previous company, a company based out of Saudi Arabia, one of the very common things is that they have these uh, tent camps out in the middle of the desert. Um, our company actually owned one, like a, like a, not a resort, but I don't know what the word I'm looking for, a compound of sorts out in the middle of the desert where they do have these big tents set up and you take camels out there, although now they do it more with Jeeps than camels. But it's all like, nowadays it's all very, there's bathrooms and there's all, it's all very professional and they have, it's catered and all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, if that's what we're talking about in the desert, then I'm definitely on board. I mean, that's something people people commonly do, but I think you're right. If, if your plan is to just take off randomly one day, I think you need to be more prepared to be in a desert than you do sort of a... Uh, climate like the ones you and I live in. Yeah. Um, desert seems like that's the hard mode of hiking, right? Or, or camping. Sure. It's like difficult, the legendary difficulty. Yes. Um, if you have any experience at home camping in a desert or in a woodlands setting or in mountains, if you've had, had any kind of camping experience whatsoever, we'd love to hear from you. Uh, that's on Facebook. We're also on Twitter. Um, we're on many other platforms as well. Um, hit us up. Definitely message us. Um, Sean, I want to change gears here for a little bit, just for a moment. Um, yeah. uh, I I would like to ask you, what do you think are the three, if you had to say the three most popular outdoor activities um, for Americans, uh, what do you think those three would be? Um, this is a trick question. Americans don't go outside. Boom. <laughs> Caught you. Busted. Um, you're, you're almost, you're kind of right. <laughs> uh, there's one of, yeah. Playing one Xbox, of the uh, eating chips yep. and, uh, <laughs> watching ESPN. No, um, the three most common outdoor activities. I would say it's probably, I gotta say it's gotta be sp- outdoor sports, I think is a really, comment because i think people don't want to just go outside and sit anymore i think we're we're a culture that requires more excitement than that 
because we're so overstimulated in our daily lives. So I don't really think it's it's necessarily hiking or camping. My guess would be you're you're hunting, you're fishing, your uh water sports or motor outdoor moat you know four-wheeling or mountain biking or some some kind of involved activity like that um according to the you're wrong by the way on, yeah. on pretty much all, all shocker accounts. shocker um according to a new survey from the national recreation and park association americans top three favorite Summer outdoor activities. I should have prefaced that before. Favorite summer outdoor activities are going for a hike, going to the beach, and having an outdoor picnic or barbecue. Well, you know, Matt, if NERPA said it, it's got to be true. NERPA, yeah. NERPA. NERPA. Um, yeah, no, I mean, I get that. And I think those are because they're easy. They're easy to, you know, you can just have a picnic. Yes. It's not... That's why I said you were almost correct with the. Americans don't go out. So the the picnic outdoor one, I thought was the picnic barbecue. I thought was a little, little bit that, cheating. I guess that is an activity that you do outdoors because you have to. I mean, you have to cook and you have to set up the grill. I think it's absolutely an activity. But are they counting just like doing it in your own backyard? Because that doesn't count. Um, it just says outdoors. Uh, backyard is technically outdoors. Out I'm of suspicious. Um. Some people, it says on the best days, some Americans even do all three before sunset. Bullshit. <laughs> That's what I was thinking is, do you think, do you think there would be an occasion where you'd be able to do, have you ever done all three before sunset on the same day? No, it's these facts. That sounds like a, it's like a, um, you know, on Xbox or PlayStation where they have the achievements. That would be like a lifetime achievement, like achievement unlocked. Go inside. I just think it's these big wigs over at NERPA trying to convince us that, you know, people are going outside. I don't buy it. I actually kind of big I, outdoors. I want to make that a goal now. I want to try to go hiking, go to the beach, and the have a barbecue all on the same day. I don't even – that would be really difficult, I think. <laughs> yeah. I truly – Well, first of all, you would have to find – I can't even think of a location. You'd have to be up really early, first of all. Yeah. Okay. Well, and I would imagine the first one you would do is the hiking. Well, there are after state you, the parks, beach, you don't want to do anything. There are state parks at beaches, so you can hike near a beach. I mean, that's theoretically, yes. you could geographically, you can do it. You got to find it. Yeah, they're, but they're definitely there. You would be able to do it. The timing is the thing. Yeah. The scheduling. I think after a good long hike, the struggle would be going, not going from the hike to the beach. I think the struggle would be finding the willpower to go to the beach after hiking. You know, you'd have to change out of everything. You'd be sweaty. You'd probably, you'd have to put on beach stuff. Yep. Then you would have to get all your beach stuff, bring it to the beach. It would be a difficult task, I think. Then, oh, God forbid, you know, after you go to the beach, it's barbecue time. All you want to do is go to sleep. How and, And you're expected to throw the barbecue? Yep. That would be the key, I think. You, you, you could you could do all three if you weren't responsible for making the barbecue happen. If you're you not some help. actually is doing it. Yeah. You would need assistance. Like somebody else would be doing like planning the barbecue and, and making it happen. Um but that's the yeah, that's the top three. Hiking, going to the beach, barbecue. Um of those three on the list, you do you have a, a preference or uh uh do you 
Any comments about those three? I would say we just lost your video, Matt. Uh, I would say that I think there you go. I think um, probably hiking, as I said earlier. I think outdoor cooking, especially at a non-home. Look, what are you eating? Oh, don't mind me. Uh, um, Katie made peach cobbler. I just see like float from the bottom of the video, just like a bowl of peach cobbler. Well, is that a la mode? It's getting kind of, yeah, it's getting kind of oh. melted. Sorry. Fuck you. Unbelievable. <laughs> this guy shows up. He doesn't even bring enough for everybody. But yeah, hiking in the great outdoors. We got to keep. Yeah, it's very upsetting. Um, mm. So mm. I definitely. Oh, my God. Uh, no, I, I would say I would say hiking again. The problem with cooking outdoors, if you're not doing it at your house, is there's so much work that go, goes into packing the food keeping the cold food cold. You got to lug it all the way out there. You have to find a cooking implement, whether that means starting a fire, bringing a grill. You got to clean it all up. I just, I'm a fan of eating outdoors at a restaurant or at your own house, but it, it, you're going to be hard. If I was going to the beach and someone said, Sean, we can either cook at the beach or bring sandwiches. I'm going to bring sandwiches every time. Um, yeah. Yeah. Bringing sandwiches is, is, is the way to go. So do you, you think that the, of the three, the, the barbecue is the one that you would leave out? Oh yeah, mm. yeah. I think so. I think so. It's just it's just the most work. Yeah. Um, surprisingly, hiking I think is the least work on that list, hands down. Going to the beach takes a lot of preparation. It does. Like a lot of planning, and mm. I love going to the beach. Don't get me wrong; it's one of my favorite things to do in the whole world. I love the beach, mm. but um, you have to bring. You have to make sure you have a towel. You have sunscreen. At least one bottle of water is the key. You got to stay hydrated. Oh, for sure. Um, and uh, maybe a nice book to read, sunglasses, maybe a ball to throw around. You got to you got to pack a bag the night before. Yeah, the the biggest issue I have is I always forget. Yeah, and this applies to our whole episode. But whenever you have a sunscreen, I think it's just the biggest thing I forget. I get toasted mm. constantly because I'm always forgetting to apply uh, sunscreen. It's it's very important. Yeah. Sunscreen is huge, especially in this day and age. It's uh, not something to take lightly, for sure. Oh God, yeah. I was out all day today. I didn't. I didn't put any sunscreen on. I definitely feel like I may have gotten a shade or two darker. But um, yeah, totally don't, don't want to skimp on the sunscreen. Even when you're doing the hike, even when you're outside, like mm -hmm. you know, sunscreen bug spray is big for your hike. You want to remember bug spray. Um. Get one that that I rec I highly highly recommend getting the um, the topical bug spray that uh, keeps away the ticks. Make sure that ticks are listed on there. Sometimes it's mosquitoes and flies only. Mm -hmm. um, you got to get the one with the tick because that's that's big too. You want you want to keep those ticks away. Um, they can do some damage. So well, and one thing we can talk about. Because I would like your opinion on Matt. Uh, sure. Spray-on suntan lotion is bullshit. Uh, it, it doesn't work. I hate spray-on. So, it's yeah. garbage. It's it's like a product designed to be ineffective. Um, I've never had any personal problems with spray-on sun suntan lotion sunscreen. Um, I have always used the cream. Yep. And I've been fine, but. I mean, I, consistently I've used the I've used the, the spray on in the past. It's just you gotta you gotta rub it in and you gotta add a lot. That's the thing because it, it does wash away very very easily. Oh yeah. Um, I like the the 
sunscreen that changes color. Oh, that's the right, that, because you're five years blue. old. Yes, I love that one, and I also love the ketchup that's blue. And uh, anything I love with ox- extreme colors, you're a fan of. Extreme colors. I think that, that that's a fad that that should come back. I think everybody would be a lot happier if we we brought that back. Yeah, color changing everything. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but sure. Okay. Yeah. Why not? Um. Yeah, but I think that's good. Now, Matt, I do want to pivot a little bit here, if we if we may. To mm-hmm. really the 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 sort of origin of this topic, uh, an outdoor hobby you're a fan of that oh. we, we saw I used to apparently be a fan of, which is fishing. Indeed, yeah. You're, you're a big fan of fishing. I like fishing, yeah. Um, fishing's, fishing's a lot of fun, yeah. Um, Why? What, 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 I like, what I like about fishing, Sean, is that um, it's very meditative. It's very meditative. Um, I only go fishing when it's very early in the morning or when it's later in the evening. Sure. I'm not really a morning person. So um, the the mornings are kind of few and far between. But um, you go out on an early morning before the sun. You get your line in the water. Mm-hmm. And you just sit there out in nature. Nothing bothering you. You turn off your phone. Uh, you go make sure you find a spot that no one can find you and you're all by yourself and it's nice and secluded and um, no one will find you and you fish is great. I love it. I love that feeling of being one with nature, being one with the water and just kind of waiting till a fish gets on the line. I was going to say, but you're also trying to, to, to hook that nature onto a metal sure. onto a metal hook. So you pull that nature right in there. And you kill and it. you pull that nature until it until it begs for mercy, You Sean. strangle the life and out of it. And then you, just, and then you try hands. to rip it off the line. Um, no, I've actually – I've had some really bad experiences with uh, with uh, get, trying to get fish off the line and then nicking an organ or something and they bleed all over the place. It's, it's very depressing and – it made me feel really bad, and I actually gave up fishing for for a while. I had a little bit of a complex with that. But um, you get over it by thinking, you know what? You have to go to a uh, nine-to-five job every day, uh, and sometimes your job isn't that great, and you have to do it every single day of your life pretty much. Mm-hmm. That fish doesn't have to go to a nine-to-five job. That fish is free. It swims in the water all day. It, it eats the smaller fish. It does what it pleases. It has unlimited freedoms that you don't have necessarily. So who really is the fool here? You were the fish. Are you okay? <laughs> I, I, if anyone out there is a psychologist, please reach out to us. Up for debate TV at gmail.com. I, I'm just, this is, this is how, this is how I'm able to justify fishing. You know, it's, it's just fun. The fish are stupid, time. so you know. <laughs> it's just fun times. Um. Yeah, yeah. Do you like fishing, Sean? What do you like? What do you think about fishing? I have not been fishing since I was eight, so I can't really say I have too much experience with it. But I also have no desire or drive to 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 do so. What I like about fishing is the sitting quietly in nature. So I approve. That's that's yep. my like my goal. I want to own a house on a lake so I can mm-hmm. sit on a deck and quietly enjoy the lake. That is my dream. So yeah. I'm in favor of that. What I'm not in favor of is the fishing part of fishing where you have to do the hook and the bait 
and 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 hook the fish and reel it in and then take the fish off the hook like all that sounds horrible that doesn't even it doesn't sound remotely fun or interesting like i'd rather just go to a river and sit and read a book um now i get i will say i do understand and maybe you can correct me here. I understand sort of the deep sea fishing, the large fish fishing, right? That's a challenge, right? Yeah. Because because sure. you're reeling in these big things and you got to pull and it's it's you're on the Sharks waves. Everywhere. It's exciting, yeah. action packed. I can nobody knows where you are. I can't imagine. It's mm-hmm. like you were talking like about dominating nature because they are boring and they don't have, they're not doing anything and you're man. So you, <laughs> but it's like it's a little it's a little fish. It's like what are you dominating here? You right, know? and I and I I will say I will say for the record I've never caught and kept a fish. I've always always done catch and release. That's worse. And since that well, since that incident where I where I murdered that fish gruesomely, I I have been extremely careful to not nick and and I've been very careful. It's hard though because the fish freaks out and it tries to get away from you and you're just trying to get the hook out of its mouth. That's what I'm saying. That's it's going nuts. That's and, a crazy pastime to hook like. Like, I feel like we have to innovate fishing because it's such a weird idea. Like, the best way we could think to do this is to use a, a metal hook floating in the water. Hope I mean, we fish... could spear the fish. Is that better? No, there's got to be like no, a... No, it's much worse, right? No, there's got to be like a, a... It's sort of like hunt... I, like, I like the idea of hunting with tranquilizer darts where you still get the thrill of chasing it and taking it down, but you don't actually kill it and then it's fine. Like what's Unless the f- it has an aller- allergic reaction to the tranquilizer. Well, okay, you know, hey, look, you take cardiac arrest. You take some risks, but um, you, you know, I what what's the fish equivalent of that? I'm wondering. A net? Well, I guess you could net them. I've come to learn that hunting is is very. I mean, a lot of people get on it and things like that, but I've I've come to see that hunting is an effective means of population control. For certain invasive animals, certain prey animals that um, uh, what do we call them? Prey animals is that the right word? Animals that anyway, yeah. like aren't very high up on the food chain, but sure. there can be a lot of them, and they can kind of overtake habitats and ruin shit out there. Um, hunting can be an effective means to curb that, and uh, I've never been hunting. But if somebody invited me to go, I'd probably go. Um, I don't know if I would actually partake in it, but I would. It's the idea of connecting with nature, and on on that kind of a level that nobody really does anymore. I mean, but we tr- people try to do it, I and mean, you can hike and you can be outdoors. But like, I guess it's not only connecting to nature, but connecting to our primal selves. Uh, yeah, but like that's... our early hunter gatherer days. Yeah, but that's bullshit. Like that—that's that's so stupid. I'm sorry. All due respect. That is, look, you can. I personally, again, I have no interest in hunting as long as it's done safely and within the letter of the law. I don't mind that other people do it. But what I'll say is, the people who say that's why they do it is to is to be the inner man and the caveman yeah. in me. I want to hunt my food with a spear. Like, no, you're a fucking you're an idiot. And like, no, that's not a thing. Just admit you like doing it. It, it's it's not to to be one with your ancestors. Like you're adding such an unnecessary level level of philosophy on top of it. 
where it's just like, no, I just like to, to shoot. Some people like to do things. You, you like to shoot things. I don't have a problem with that. But just don't <laughs> – like, like that's such a garbage argument. Well, I mean, if people just like to shoot things, you could just line up a bunch of cans on your fence and shoot the cans. But, the, but, but it, it's kind of like but saying – about- Oh, I, I can't wait to get syphilis so I can be like the founding fathers and, and be like my ancestors <laughs> and be like, no, just because they did something doesn't mean you have to do it. Like, that's not a good. I don't think that's a good analogy at all. That would be like, <laughs> OK, I want to be like a colonial American, so I'm going to churn my own butter. I think that would be like a. Yeah, that's that's and a some much, people much do that. Analogy. Some people do that. I don't know. Like if you live in the in the, in the countryside and. Pennsylvania but people do that. The difference is it's not like I can feel my colonial instincts are just telling me I need to go churn butter. Like no. Well, it's because it's because the connection to your your primal self, your 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 early self has always been there throughout time. It's just like a matter of releasing it. Well, Assassin's Have you ever Creed seen that movie Deliverance, Sean? Well, I was going to say Assassin's Creed taught me my DNA has all my ancestors' history in it and if I just use just the animus to tap yeah. into it. Absolutely. Um, I can experience it. No, I mean, the, the thing about hunting to me is it's like fishing in that those two things, like the actual action of fishing or hunting is only a small part of the overall experience because everyone I know who, again, I've never gone hunting, but I know people who go hunting often. They just sit around for hours waiting for something to happen. Like deer hunters, they sit up in a box and, and it takes them They'll go. They'll sit there for eight hours and not sh- and not shoot anything. It's the same with fishing. It's it's a waiting game. And to me, it's like of all the things you could do outdoors, sitting for especially in the cold for certain types of hunting, but just in general, sitting there. I don't know. It just it it's that combination is very baffling to me. Um, yeah, I see what you're saying. That it's it's even that like style of hunting is different now than it was in the early days, right? I mean, nobody's like actually stalking this prey with spears and and bows and arrows and stuff like yep. primitive bows and arrows. Talking, it's with a with a rifle and a scope, but it actually does take a lot of 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 time. It takes a lot of time and patience to kind of wait for your prey you have to know where to look there's an element of tracking that it's not like you just go walk out in the woods and oh wait there's a deer let me shoot it you have to like it, it from what i understand it's like 98 percent waiting just like kind of waiting around for an animal to show up and being really really still and really really quiet yep but i guess that's what um, makes it fun right because if it were easy everyone would do it oh yeah yeah um it's the same thing with fishing too. I mean, that is a lot of waiting and sometimes you go out and you don't catch a damn thing. And sometimes you go out and you, you're catching things left and right. It's just, it's all a matter of, of luck really. And maybe that's what people like about it. Maybe it's just the, the idea that we're seeing, uh, like fate play out in real time. Yep. Um, you know, in a finite amount of time, it's like, you know, you go out fishing for a few hours you catch the something or you don't. Um, I also kind of like that fishing doesn't – people say that fishing takes a skill. I don't really think so. But again, I think I'm it's certain types of I, fishing. I don't think so. I, yeah, all right. Like big sea fishing, I think there's definitely some skill there. I'll even give it to you 
like if, if you're in some kind of pro bass competition. Well, yeah, competitive fishing and even like that a, takes skill. Competitive yeah, uh, fly fishing. Fly fishing takes an incredible amount of skill. You yeah. gotta, you really have to be skilled at at knowing where your lures are and how to use them. And I could never do that. Um, but I'm talking like you just get your pole, go down to the river. That that doesn't take. I mean, you just kind of have to sit there and and wait. It is a waiting game, and then you reel it in when you you catch something. But isn't isn't that partly what's fun about it? Though is is the is the I'm interested at the competitive nature of these things. Like fishing to me sounds boring. Competitive fishing sounds interesting. You know, and I feel like not a lot of outdoor activities are. Have you ever seen? When ESPN runs like the lumberjack games or whatever, oh, absolutely, you know where they saw the big, so you can saw the big log the fastest, or he can even roll on the log the fastest. Yeah, they throw the it's axes like, and the stuff. axe throwing. Yeah. Oh damn! Yeah, now that's an well, what about sport? when they climb up the pole as fast as oh, they can? My, how do they do that? I don't. I I could never. It's very impressive, and so those are like. I can get behind. Have you ever done, Matt? Let me ask you. Speaking of outdoor activities, have you ever done like a a ropes course or or a zip line or any type of those more sort of quote unquote extreme outdoor activities? Um, maybe maybe river rafting or no. I I have never done any of those things, but they all look. They looks like they're a lot of fun. Yeah. No. I I think those are the you know again times change, and I think. Fishing and hunting are, those are your grandfather's outdoor activities. No, this is a new generation, okay? Generation extreme. And they like a more aggressive outdoor activity. And so that's why I think people are going to lean more to motor sports, I think, will grow, whether that's in boating or four-wheeling or mountain uh, uh, motor, motor. Uh, what's the dirt biking? Sorry, that's what I'm looking for. I don't know. For me, the idea of going outdoors, I want to get as far away from the modern world as I can. I want to make it – I want to basically – while I'm walking through those woods, Sean, I want to imagine in my head that it is approximately 4,000 BC and I am walking as a prime – one of my primal ancestors would have through the wilderness, through the the – wilderness just with me just just there around any corner could be a saber-toothed tiger around any corner could be a a, a, a mammoth or or some kind of crazy animal like unheard of uh and it's just me and my wits no motor cross okay well now you've brought up my version of a would you rather and it's a one-sided it's a yes or no so there aren't two options you just have to say if you would do it but if someone came to you matt okay and said, Matt, yep. we think you are, you love history, you love the past. We want to hire you to work in a historically accurate uh, park. Not an amusement park, but like, you know, one of those sort of colonial Williamsburg type places. Yeah. Where, where everything around you is time period specific. You can even choose the time period. So long Ooh, as it's, okay. so long as it is older than 1800. Mm-hmm. But you can choose, and and the park will be fit to whatever time period you choose. But you have to live there forever. Everyone around you will act like it's that time, and will never acknowledge the outside world. Every, this sounds your, a lot like it's, like, it's Westworld esque. Like, 
It, well, it's like it, it's like Westworld, but it's also like the would you rather that we did last time, right? With, oh, with would the, you rather go forward or back in time? Yeah. You know, this is like traveling back in time, except you're except it's real and it could theoretically happen because it you know a okay. bit of a stretch. But but you uh, said it would last forever. But you would have to live there until Correct. you died, and all your yeah. food and housing would be taken care of and everything, so you wouldn't have to worry about that. What um, time period would I would I go? No, would you would you choose to do it? Would you give up yes, your life? You couldn't I would com- do it. But you couldn't communicate with any of your family or any of your friends because they don't exist in the <laughs> it time sounds period. Like a cult. It kind of is. It kind of is. But would I be able to communicate with them if they came to visit this like bizarre theme park? Uh, they could come visit, but you can't break character in front of <laughs> in front of the guests. So you have to pretend like it's you have to live in this life. But you're such a history buff. That everything is like super, super, super crazy accurate. Okay. I would probably do it. Yes. Yes. I would probably do it. Yes. What time period would you choose? I would, I would go with, um, wow. It's a tough one. I would probably go with, yeah, it's, it's tough, right? I would probably go with ancient Rome. Okay. I think ancient Rome would be really, really cool. Solid. Um, I don't have a specific, probably the Pax Romana, if I had to pick a specific time. But, and then what would you do if all of the other people at the park turned out to be murderous robots? Whoa! Then I would have to uh, fight your. Way I don't know. I, I don't watch Westworld, but I would have to do whatever the guys on Westworld do. What, what they whatever get, Mr. They Westworld die. does, they, they die. die. They die. One they get killed the by the robots. Yes, it's very philosophical. So I would probably have some kind of philosophical. Yes, lots of monologues to the camera. About and... the nature of life and and human existence. Yeah. Yeah, that I mean that is how you survive in the show. So mm. I think okay. that's <laughs> I think that's a good idea. How is that uh, peach cobbler tree in you? It's delicious. It's really good. Um you know one thing, Sean, that ancient Rome would not have is peach cobbler. You could bring it to them, though. Mm, I would introduce it. Because you'd retain your modern knowledge. You wouldn't have forgotten it. Mm. It just everyone there wouldn't acknowledge it and would think you were crazy. Yeah, probably. Do they? Did they have peaches in ancient Rome? Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, great. Did they mm-hmm. have cobbler? You know what? Something like a peach cobbler, I think, would probably be very easy to make for the ancient Romans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, they they did manage to invent Little Caesar's pizza. So they sure. Yeah, okay. We'll that's go where, with that. That's where that came from. Mm-hmm. The ancient Romans. Named after it. Caesar yep. himself. Mm-hmm. He said, as, as I might quote <laughs> Julius Caesar, he once said, pizza, pizza. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I saw that coming a mile away, and I enjoyed <laughs> yeah. every second of it. I'm like, he's going there. I love this. Well, I still haven't remembered my outdoor... No. Would you rather? No, that's okay. Well, we still got a little bit of time left, Matt. Is there anything else about the great outdoors that we have not covered um, so far? Okay. Uh, the Great Outdoors. It's a great movie. Have you ever seen the movie The Great Outdoors? No. Is Chevy Chase in it? No. Dan Aykroyd and John Candy, so you're in the right time period. Okay, I was in the right ballpark. Hilarious movie. Great movie. I'd recommend seeing it. Hmm. Um, You know, the the outdoors, 
I really like the outdoors, but it's a broad topic. You know, it's it's so there's so much to the outdoors sure. and it changes with the seasons and the weather and the time of year that you go. Um, I say now being the summer, enjoy the outdoors as much as you can. Uh, we will definitely go camping, Sean, you and I, uh, maybe at some point over the summer. I think that sounds like a great idea. Um, I think we'll have a smashing time. And um, you like to – what kind of uh, outdoors – what kind of games do you think that are popular outdoors? What kind of popular outdoor games? I mean, I would say for me personally, it's hunting the most dangerous game, man. Sure. Uh, last time I checked, the most dangerous game was actually uh, Parcheesi, but I have lost a lot of friends playing Parcheesi. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, you know, outdoor games. Uh, you know, mm, I don't know. Are there a lot of outdoor games? Well, all right. So, um, when I'm th- when I, what I'm thinking of like for outdoor games, I'm thinking kind of like lawn games. Oh, okay, not like skeet shooting. No, lawn games or or any like beach games, things that you would play in a field would work too. Dressage. Uh, no, I think yeah. um, outdoor. I you know I they're I think they're all fine. I don't really have you know. There's your your cornholes, your ladder golfs, your can jams, your bocce balls. Your mm-hmm. uh, I'm sure there are more. I'm not. Th- what else am I not thinking of? Did you say bocce? I did say bocce. Um, bocce is incredibly popular. Um, tennis. Tennis. Sure. Badminton. Badminton's or Badminton's volleyball. Much more, yeah. Croquet. Sure. Oh, croquet. Yeah, you betcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not as popular as it used to be. I don't think. Um, no. No, I don't think anyone really plays croquet anymore. But I mean, it's a shame. It, it was. It seemed like a. Nice little uh, the activity of the uh, the gentleman class. Well, I was gonna say polo. Um, yep, yeah, polo. Fancy. If you own a horse, I guess. Or know someone who owns a horse. <laughs> and borrow their horse. Uh, cricket. Cricket. Oh, sure. Yeah, backyard cricket. All the kids are playing it. Yeah. With the wiffle, the classic wiffle ball. Um, long games is actually, you know, I'm, I, I, every time I go into the target, I see a, a new board game and, and, and that's great. I think it's cool that people are still into party games and board games, but I never see like new crazy long games. I mean, some, once in a while I do, um, I play this, this neat long game that had like, it's, it was from Sweden. It's a Swedish long game. I forgot the name of it. Um, Hold that thought. It's called Cub. That's what it is. Cub. K-U-B-B. Cub or Cube? Cub. Yeah, pronounced Cub. Okay. Is a is a lawn game where the objective is to knock over wooden blocks by throwing wooden batons at them. Yeah. A combination a, of bowling and horseshoes. It's a very simple game, but it, it was a lot of fun, actually. Oh, there's, so there's rules to it. Um yeah, you basically toss these like wooden like cylinders. You're trying to knock over these re- wooden rectangles with them, and the team that does it first wins. And you li- you line them up in different ways, and it's actually pretty cool, pretty yeah. cool game. 
I, I got to be honest, because I'm watching a YouTube video right now, how to play. Uh, it seems very boring. <laughs> but maybe these people just made a very bad video. Um, it can it can actually get it, it. It's one of those games that starts out kind of boring, and it, it gets it definitely builds up and gets more fun as you go. Also, it gets more fun as you drink more beer. So that might be the key to enjoying Cub. Is the the uh, the drinking beer part of it? Now, who knows? Well, we'll have to try it. Are you familiar with um, the game of Stump? No. How does one play Stump? Okay. This is one of the most dangerous games, outdoor games you can play. It involves drinking. And what it is is you get a stump or some sort of large wood thing, and you put a bunch of nails in, and you put them in so they're really, you know, they're barely in. So the nails are sticking out pretty far. Okay, long nails. And the way it works is you take a um, you're you're drinking, by the way, while you're doing all this. Okay, and each player takes a hammer. And what it is, you have to take the hammer, flip it in the air. It has to do a full 360. You grab it out of the air and you have to slam it down on the stump with the goal to hit one of the nails into the stump. And so the Sean. hammer is passed from person to person, and you flip it, grab it, and try and with your might because they're out so far. You got to really hit them hard, and you got to try and hit the nail in. And it's Sean. Think, this, yeah, this is a real this thing. I've be, played this. Yeah, th- this might be the most redneck thing that you have ever suggested on this show or otherwise. Yep. Wow. Yep, my sister and her friends play this all the time. They invited me once, and I I, I had to stop because I'm like, look, I'm not a prude necessarily, but this is legitimately uh, – hammers go flying because what happens is when you flip it, when you flip it, if you if you grab it like at the tip edge of the – the tip end of the hammer without a good grip and you bang it on the stump, it will fly out of your hand. This sounds very, very dangerous. It, it's but. it's a real thing. You can Google it. There are official. There are more official rules than what I'm telling you. But I recommend everybody go play uh, Stump. Hey, it seems like it, you could definitely see the origin of this game, though. You could definitely see oh, two guys easy. nailing nailing something together, and they getting really drunk and saying, "Oh, let's throw these hammers at each." Okay, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, probably also invented in Sweden. Yep. Um, have you ever uh, rode a horse, Sean? No. That's an outdoor activity. It is an outdoor activity. I've ridden a horse before. Mm. Once or twice. Yeah. Did the horse know you were doing it? I didn't really like it. No. I didn't really like the feeling. I'm not a horseman at all. Um. Yeah. No, I've I, I've never done that. I, I I didn't I didn't enjoy it. So, Aww. um, what other outdoor activities can you think of? Well, I was thinking, man, you know, we've talked a lot about summer outdoor activities, but we haven't really done yeah. a good job talking about winter act uh, outdoor activities. Things like uh, snowshoeing is a lot of fun. You ever gone snowshoeing? Nope, that seems like a lot of work. I don't know if I could ever do that. It's really not. The way my knees are, but the, the thing is, you need the problem is you got to go buy the snowshoes. So that's like, yeah. And there's a cost. They're not cheap, so there's a cost associated with it. But once you get out there, it's really not. It's really not that hard. It's a lot of fun. Um, is that really like an activity though? I guess it is. Well, it's I hiking. thought it was just more it's of just a necessity. version of hiking. 
Yeah. Because you can go, you know, you talk about a, an outdoor activity where you can just go out to the middle of the woods on a whim. Snowshoeing is the way to do that in the winter. Very true. Very true. Uh, I like ice skating. Oh, ice skating is a ton Ice of skating fun. is pretty fun. I'm a great ice skater. A lot of people don't know that. Uh, I can see it. I can see it. Uh, I'm not a great ice skater, <laughs> but I have been on ice skates and I've had fun on them. Um, I would never ice skate anywhere that didn't have a wall that I can immediately clutch onto. Smart. Um, trying to think. Uh, building a snow fort. Yeah. Oh, God. hey, look, you can do you can do all kinds of fun stuff with snow. You In the know, winter time. Yep. Um, yeah, outdoors is great, even in the fall. Even in the fall, oh, like sure. just going on a nice hike in a, in a brisk fall weather. Um, uh, yeah, that's pretty great. Now, man, uh, have you ever tried water skiing? No, I have not. I haven't done a lot of things in this I, life. I was going to say, not, you know, I'm not a very, uh, I'm not a very, I'm not as worldly as you might think. You know, I got to be honest. Sometimes when we do these episodes and I get to the end, I'm like, wow, that was a, that was a really great episode. We really nailed that one. And then sometimes we get to the end of them and I'm like, wow, we uh, stumped. We really were not prepared for this topic, were we? Um, and I hope people uh, enjoyed this one because we um, talked for an hour. So that's that's kind of the bare minimum. If you'd like to go outside with Sean or I, send us a message on Twitter. Matt, let's do what, what do you say we do a contest, a camping weekend with Matt and Sean. One lucky fan will pay their no. own round-trip airfare to come out <laughs> with us, and you can come camping, and we'll go hiking, and we'll try a bunch of stuff for the first time. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think this is a great idea. I'm actually not going to... I'm not okay with this. <laughs> You're not backing me? All you got to no. do is... is, is I don't is think I'm going to sign on to this. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to Up for Debate, P.O. Box 1866, New York, New York, 12007. Uh, and we will enter you in. One lucky fan will win a weekend camping adventure with Sean and Matt. Many will enter, few will win. Is this slime time live? What is this? Like, <laughs> I used to love that. I love contest rules. I got to be honest. I love. I, whenever I see, I always read the fine print because there's always so much interesting stuff. You've got to read the fine print. What do you now? In the fine print, they always have to say, Matt, what the value, the cash value of the prize is for tax reasons and legal reasons. What do you think the cash value of a camping weekend with Sean and Matt is? I think that whoever goes camping with us should get paid. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a reverse contest. Yeah, that's that sounds a little bit more like it. Yep. And uh, I wouldn't come cheap, but. Wow. So if you want us to pay you to come camping with us, please write in and let us know. Mm. Sounds great. Um, any closing ideas or statements about the great outdoors? You know what, Matt? I do have a final closing statement, and I would say that this episode has inspired me to spend more time in the great outdoors because, you know, Matt, it's pretty darn great. It's pretty darn it great, and I think I think you're right. We haven't done enough outdoor stuff. I think most people in 2018 haven't done enough outdoor stuff, and I think no uh, th there's no excuse for that. But you know, Sean, I kind of see our generation as the we're we're kind of making a comeback with the sure. outdoors. Like, I think that our in our generation alone, like hiking has definitely gone up. You've seen national parks interest in national parks has gone up. Well, um, and visiting the outdoors. 
Uh, I don't know if any of this is true. I'm just saying it. You can probably verify it if I'm right or wrong. Um, you can you can also say that the amount of time we we as a generation desire um, a return to to nature more so than our, our or anybody else. We love that outdoor feeling. Yeah, but I I will warn against that because I think anecdotally you're right. I do think that more younger people are getting outside, but I also think they're doing it in a way that may be counterproductive. I think they're doing it in a way that's uh, more more refined or more um, I for lack of a better word expensive. I think I think instead of roughing it, they're they're camping in expensive tents they bought at REI and they're you know these damn three hundred dollar oh, Yeti yeah. coolers. I see everybody buying that. Oh, it's bear proof. And I go, but why the <laughs> hell do you need a bear proof cooler for your backyard? You know, it's like I just think people are overdoing. Uh, I think there is something to just doing it very simply. Um, and not not in any sort of elaborate or expensive or shiny sort of uh, sort of way. G- don't gentrify camping, you know. I think that's too. It's too late for that, Sean. Yeah. I think it's, it's been gentrified. Um, but you know, like at least there's an interest there. True. At least there's some kind of an it's interest. A start. That's, yeah, that's pretty great. Um. But yeah, if you have any fun camping stories, we would like to hear them. Uh, or any funny funny outdoor anecdotes you'd like to share, go right ahead and share that with us on Twitter. And, you know, put us, share with us on the Facebook page. We'd love to hear these stories from you, the fans. Yeah, email us, uh, upfordebatetv at gmail.com, or as Matt mentioned on Twitter, at upfordebatetv and facebook.com slash upfordebatetv. Uh, or always, you can get in touch with us. Or you can also visit our website, upfordebate.tv. We've got all the past episodes there. You can check out in the archives button. The audio, the video are there for your enjoyment. You can also get all the audio on SoundCloud and all of the video on YouTube. So check out the archives. We had a great episode last week, our book pick on The Last Wish. Uh, and we've had a lot of great episodes in 2018. So you can check those out as well. And be sure to subscribe on Overcast, uh, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you get your shows. You can subscribe on YouTube as well. Get the latest episodes when they come out. You can check it out there. Um, let's see. Uh, I we haven't done it for a couple weeks, so I'll just quickly do it. We're over time, but I don't really care. Um, mm. I do want to plug Don't Panic, the the show I do with Colby and Dan, talking tech weekly at Don'tPanic.io. This past week's episode was a lot of fun. Colby is out of the country this week, so Dan and I were taking taking the reins, and we spent the first part of the episode talking about Dan's trip to Portland, where apparently you can't walk five feet without bumping into a brewery. So, uh. <laughs> Dan experienced, I think he said, like six in one day uh, and had a lot of fun. So you can hear him recount that story. And then we talk about, oh, and then we talk about the the post-apocalyptic future where the currency is electric scooters. So that's that's a tease for you. You're going to want to check that out at don'tpanic.io. We do that show weekly as well. All right, Matt. Well, I think that wraps us up here. Thanks all of you out there for joining us. We appreciate it as always. We'll be back next week with more great discussion and debate here on the show. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time for more Up for Debate. Hey.